0: Myself when I was young, kill myself when I was young with my fingers.
1: It's 9.04. What's going on, everybody? Happy morning. Welcome to the morning show. Let's say hi to some people right away. I used to do that. We got Norm Shaver in the YouTube chat, Steve B. Real D. Josh, don't forget the intro. Osborne. What's up, everybody? It's the morning show. Little bite sized bits of everything I enjoy. We're going to talk about the day. We're going to do some music. This is A.A. Bondi. I really like this album uh we're gonna talk about some american towns i like small towns finding out what they got going on we talk about some books some baseball and that's about it sometimes we do a little q a at the end in the chat if it's first time hanging out i appreciate you over on facebook we got the todd father we got lillian we got nelly from virginia periscope there's a bunch of people hanging out appreciate you hope everyone's having a fine day this is a very slow version of the song. It's usually, that was the whole thing. I was waiting for it to pick up, and then I was going to play it louder, but good song, very slow version. Um, everything's going smoothly so far, and I shouldn't say it because that's going to jinx it, but here at the Roosevelt Studios, that's RSVLTS, things are going smoothly the last two days. Well, it's Thursday, so we're deep into the week in this studio. That studio's still been a mess. Yesterday I was drained. I was so ex- up so couldn't handle it. Just uh tech monster coming for us. Sucks. So far so good. Hope everyone's doing well. Hope you had a good good night watching some baseball. The Dodgers went pretty deep. Still no notifications on YouTube or Facebook about you going live. Um Do you have to turn those on? I don't I don't know. This is the new YouTube channel. We got a bump in subscribers. Yesterday, because uh, producer Luke posted a community post on the John Boy Media. So if you're new, I appreciate you. Uh, we're going to be posting more clips like that. Like the clip he posted yesterday was from anyone that has been listening. And that was from, I don't know, when the office was set up the other way. So a couple months ago, and I was talking about when I quit my job, which I did in 2018. A lot of people still don't know the full the full story here, which is, that's all right. They'll figure it out, or they won't, and that's fine too. So good morning, welcome to the morning show. That was A.A. A. Bondi on the music, drinking coffee that doesn't taste great. But it's my fault, not the coffee's fault. My fault, totally my fault. Jimmy, open the 1988 Fleer pack of cards and pick a player to feature. Oh yeah, not Mr. Moon, send me a pack of cards. That was a good idea. All right, uh... Luke, producer Luke, if you're listening, there's a pack of cards on the bookshelf uh, on the right side of the books in the main room of the office. Can you bring those cards in and I'll pick the player that we do tomorrow. Boom. Sounds good. Let's move on. The town today is Oakland, Maryland, not the Oakland that you think about when you hear Oakland. And I think The theme of this week, yesterday we did Brazil, Indiana. Was that yesterday? So, we're just doing common place names in not common places. You know, tomorrow we'll do uh, Paris, Texas, or Rome, Texas. Are they both in Texas? I don't know. That's what we'll do tomorrow. Oh, no, I don't know. There's already a, a town. Producer Luke has, he has August mapped out. And September, full or half of September, fully mapped out with towns and random players of the day. So that's cool. It's all filled up. But if you have suggestions, throw them in and we'll do them. Tomorrow is not Paris or Rome. It's a Connecticut town tomorrow. Ooh, and the random player of the day is a bad guy, Luke. Ooh, Stay tuned for tomorrow's show. Let's talk about Oakland, Maryland. It's 83 degrees. It's mostly cloudy. Oakland, Maryland. They got a train there, and they're real proud of it. Train station, one of the uh, oldest Elizabeth train station designs in Maryland is what I read. And it looks like it is. Whoa, it's that little tip of Maryland. That uh, That little really, really west. It was really in West Virginia. It's a mountain town. That's what I was looking at. Okay, cool shape. They got a golf course. They got a Walmart Supercenter. They got Autumn Glory Festival. Oh. Autumn Glory. They're going to make me so, so excited for fall. I hate summer. I hate the heat. They got a Burger King. That's awesome. This town looks pretty idyllic. I got a video here of it, and it looks like they got a big cross in the trees. i never been to Oakland, Maryland. If you're from there, let me know. It looks, it reminds me of a Connecticut town that I lived in, uh, like Newtown or Southbury. in it's, but bigger mountains. That's a cool cross and American flag setup. But what I mean by that is I was looking at pictures of this town, Oakland, Maryland, if you can't keep up. And all the seasons hit pretty good. Like they had a legit fall with, oh, internet bad. They had a legit fall with um, all the leaves changing. They get a ton of snow. They probably have some cool summer. Um, Someone says there's a whole lot of nothing there. But it's a main street town, so they have a cool downtown. I like main street towns. It's kind of weird that there's towns that aren't main street towns. There's a church in this town in Maryland. They call it Church of the Presidents because a lot of presidents went to church there or at least attended it once. So, you know, you got to be excited about that. Did I write anything else down? Oh, I didn't even write anything else down. There was not a lot. You thought it was going to have a really cool history. It's named after all the oak trees, oak land, land of the oaks. That's also Oakland I just put together as one thing in my head. I never, like, break it down and figure out the etymology. And I was like, oh, that makes a lot of sense. Are there oaks in Oakland, California? Is that why I got named there? Or did someone from Maryland go there and name it after himself? Because we've seen that happen a bunch. There's a whole section of Connecticut that is. A, there's a whole section of Ohio that's designed exactly like towns in Connecticut, and kind of have the same names. Because residents of Connecticut back in the day were given like land grants to go settle Ohio, the Wild West, and then they were like, "Well, let's just make this town look like that town." I think like Linden is one of the towns. There's a weird Connecticut-Ohio connection. Has nothing to do with Oakland, Maryland. I don't know how I how I fell onto that, but. uh they had a big old hotel and the St. Matthew's epic Little church, present church. There's really not a lot. You wanted it to be more. It looks like a nice, quaint town. What was the festival called? You know I'm into festivals now. It was called Autumn Glory Festival. Autumn Glory. That sounds like a like a punk band. From two thousand and three. I guess you got you got uh Newfound Glory and fifth and fifty second annual autumn glory parade in Oakland, Maryland. Autumn glory, you know, that's that's not something. We've got we've had the cherry festival, we've had the peanut festival, we've stumbled upon a lot of festivals, and it's usually what that town produces. And I guess this town just produces a pretty autumn. We strive to treat each patient like a member of our family. Ah, that's, That's pretty tricky. This is a float for people that are just listening on the podcast app and not watching. It's a float in the parade, and it was a bunch of doctors, and their banner said, We strive to treat each patient like a member of our family. That depends on the family. Sometimes families can be pretty blunt and honest, and that's not good bedside manner. Celebrating the stars of Garrett Medical, Garrett Regional Medical Center, WVU. Okay, they look cold, just two women with their children. Like, I wouldn't want my grandma to be my doctor. She'd be so blunt. My grandma's got a lot of German in her. She'd just be like, you're sick, you didn't take care of yourself. What'd you do? What'd you do to get yourself so sick? I'd be like, come on, Doc. Be nice. This festival looks cool. Newtown, Connecticut has a really cool Labor Day parade like this that the whole town goes to. People set up chairs. What is this? They're wearing... Whoa. Okay, we got the Southern Garrett marching band. What are these outfits? Was that dude in front a giant? The dude leading this marching band is a good, he's he's twice as tall as everyone else in the marching band, and the outfit is this, like, bright pink, purple, I keep rewinding way too far, these outfits are wild, okay, you have the military academy prep kids, who dat, who that? we started out as boys, now we're men and we're making noise, huh. That's the song from Major Pain. Okay, that guy's... Maybe the girls are just short. Real fun outfits. I don't put those outfits together with uh, with what they're doing. What's their... What are they called? Flag? Whatever. It's like they got like onesies on and then a half skirt that covers... Like those haircuts where you buzz the left side of your head, but the right side grows long, you know, like uh, from Vikings and shit. Now it's very popular hairstyle. I don't know the name of it. It's kind of what these skirts are doing. Left leg out, right leg got the long hair. So shout out to them uh, and the Autumn Glory Festival. Color Guard, that's what it's called. Producer Luke just told me. Color guard. That's what it was. Uh, that was Oakland, Maryland. If anyone's from Oakland, Maryland, tell me what I missed. And that's all I have to say about that. Random baseball player of today is a guy everyone knows. Ozzie again? I mean, not, not that uh, random doesn't mean rare. A lot of times we talk about guys that had, like, a, a cup of coffee, not a lot of action. Ozzie did the damn thing. I mean, he was a player for 16 years, a manager for a while. There's so many stories. Sometimes when I when I go to the list that Producer Luke creates and I see a guy like Ozzie Gein, I'm like, oh, shit, there's too much to say. Everyone knows about him, you know. Do I talk about him as a player? So I just went down an Ozzie Gein rabbit hole, you know. The main thing that comes up when you look up Ozzie Gein stories is that he uh, he was drunk when he got the White Sox manager gig. After being a coach for the Marlins and they win the World Series, he's on the parade, he's happy. He says, like, he didn't care if he didn't get it because life was pretty good. So if he got it, it was just a bonus. So he kind of just went through the motions. Then he got it, and he wins the World Series with the White Sox. That's pretty cool. Um, he was Rookie of the Year in 1985. Some people may not know that. Rookie of the Year. One you won it. Let's see who came in second. Let's see how he stacked up. Did he destroy all the other rookies in 1985? Or was it close? Ho! Oh, what are you doing, Jimmy? Why don't you be better at everything you're doing? This is the 74th episode of Morning. I counted today. I might start putting the numbers at the beginning of the videos because I like knowing. I want to know when the 100th comes up. So thanks for everyone that's been listening to this hodgepodge mess of a show. Ozzy uh came in first place, American League, Rookie of the Year. Uh, he got 100. Morning. What you got, Duncan? Do you know that Ozzy won first place in, uh, in, in Rookie of the Year? Good morning. Do you know who Teddy? Ozzie? Yeah, Teddy Higuria. Not familiar with Ted. What about?
0: Let's see who I got. Whoa, what
1: about Odeb McDowell? You know I that? mean that's
0: a good baseball name. Vince Coleman, Mariano Duncan. I got the NL a little better. This AL sloppy. He
1: he he dominated. He got 16 first plate votes. 72% of the share.
0: 291 on base percentage, baby. Times were different.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. What was this dude? Adi, Adobe Adobe? McDowell?
0: Odbi O Dibby, O Dibby, I O D. I don't
1: know. Wade Boggs was there somewhere? Heard of him. There was this play in 1985. There's this series I went on, and it was uh 1985, baby. Well, first we'll do this. I just went down an Ozzie Guillen rabbit hole. We'll do the hidden ball trick victim. Hidden ball trick. Here we go. Ozzie man. He's <laughs> the first. back. Oh, <laughs> oh, look how quick he! Get. That's not a good one, is it? <laughs> no, no, this is as basic as it gets. Okay, I was gonna say he just does the tag, fake throws it back to the pitcher, and tags him real quick. But look how quickly Ozzie steps up, got him, and look how he's like, "Yep, yep, okay, yeah. I'm out of here." <laughs> good job. Shit, that's, that's bad. Embarrassing. Yeah, that's bad. I think he must have been a rookie there. Yeah.
0: He's even watching, and then that's a hidden ball trick.
1: He he got it twice. In the same game. So, this is the second time. (laughs) Dude. (laughs) That second one's brutal. The dude just whacks him in the head. I'm going to go slow-mo with it.
0: All right, Taurus. I'll see you guys. See ya.
1: Jake's got to go set up. (laughs) Oh, my God. How do you not learn after the first one? I mean, this is the same exact thing, and he just gets – I wonder if this first baseman had someone telling him when to tag him, like the catcher, because it's a no-look tag to the head. Brutal, Ozzy. Clean it up. Anyway, then there's these all these articles about how um, – how do I get out of that ad? Where are you hiding the X here? Found it, gray on gray X. All these articles about how Ozzy ran um, – Ozzy in 1985, so his rookie year, he was just running. He scored from second base on an infield hit in the 11th to give the White Sox the lead over the Yankees, which had to piss Billy Martin off. I would. I tried to search for. Um, I tried to search for this play. Scores from second on an infield hit. They were just sleeping. Go ahead, run in the 11th, though. That's a ballsy, ballsy play by Ozzy. And as I was searching for this, I found this article from August 4th, 1985, that just says, Yankees are not amused by a funny play. And this one, there's video of uh, the the runner on second. The Yankees runner goes to tag up thinking the ball was going to be caught. The ball wasn't caught. We have footage of this play. Carlton Fisk is involved. Uh, So it's a deep shot to left center in the gap, and it lands. It just misses center fielder's glove. He picks it up and fires in. The runner on second tagged up. The runner on first didn't. So now they're both running home at the same time, and Fisk tags both out. And Billy Martin was not happy about this. One tag there, easy Second tag. Fisk had the ball out of his glove, too. Did he get him with the ball that first tag? Let's watch that again. So he's got the ball in his bare hand, not his glove hand. Yeah, he got him. He gets him right there. It touches him. That is kind of weird, though. And then there he touches him again. Kind of trips the last runner. Look at the guy posting up in the pink shirt in the background. These two dudes just rocking the pastels front row. Time of their lives? Now you wouldn't be caught dead there unless you're wearing a suit. That's not true. It's just kind of something people say about Yankees fans uh, in the front row, but it's probably mostly true. Billy Martin fumed after the game. He said, I've never seen a play like that in grammar school, let alone the major leagues. He was mad. With Dale Berra at first and Bobby Meacham at second, Ricky Henderson lifted the ball in the alley. So is uh, Bobby Meacham. Played it wrong There's no need to tag there Because if he catches it And you're halfway He's not going to throw you out Because he's like running and diving So Mm. If he doesn't fall He scores I thought Meacham Was going to try Oh this is cool I thought Meacham Was going to try and run Interference for Barra Fist said I knew they were almost together. I figured Meacham would try to tie me up, but he spun me around and Barrow was right there. That's a really good call by Fisk. He sees two guys running his way, and he's thinking, oh, this first guy is going to lay me out so the second guy can at least score. And Meacham tries, but he just sidesteps him and then gets there. Yeah, that's kind of interesting. You kind of got like, you know, Bullback and running back, and he doesn't give him the hole. Just gets sideswiped. That's a good concern by Fisk. So now we're going to credit Meacham with that blunder, too. Should have laid him out, dude. Come on now. Uh, this was supposed to be out, about Ozzie. Ginn. It was supposed to be about Ozzie. And he won the Wookie of the Year uh, award. He got MVP votes in 1990. He was a defensive dude. Different day. Different time period for shortstops because he never had an OPS plus higher than 85. 100 is average, so he was below average with the bat. But a firecracker. What's his managerial? And then he got run out of Miami because he complimented Castro, which is a a really... uh, Bad summary of that? Like, he didn't compliment Castro. He said that he had, I, I believe that Ozzie Guillen said he admired Fidel Castro because people had been trying to kill him for years, and he was still alive, which I think is allowed. There's something admirable about being hunted and being wanted dead and not dying, but, I mean, if you're a bad guy, you can still be like, yeah, that guy's a bad guy, but it's kind of cool how he's survived. But they didn't agree that Ozzy could have that opinion, so they... He got the boot from Miami. What's his overall managerial record? Oswaldo. His name is Oswaldo. Now, Ozzy and his kids, they do stuff on La Vida Loca. La Vida Loca. La Vida Baseball. They do stuff on La Vida Baseball, and I love the people over at La Vida Baseball. They're very nice to us. And I believe, like, I've been on the show with Ozzy Jr., I believe all of the family's names start with Oz. Like I believe his son is um where the hell Okay. Junior. Okay, uh, they have three sons. So Ozzy's the dad, Oswaldo, Ozzy Jr. I believe I was on a show with him on Levita Baseball, and then um, Ozni is the other son. O z n e y, um, Oswaldo. Oh, and then I don't know how you say this. O n e y. So they all got O's. Oswaldo, Ozni, and Oni. Oh so the oh shit so the third son's name is kind of just a mixture of the of his older brothers his older brother is Ozzy and then his other older brother is I'm going to just say it's Oney and his is Ozney That's kind of interesting They're like what should we name our third son well let's just smash his brothers names together like if my name's Jimmy brother's name is Luke And then if we just called If we had another My parents had another son And they called it like Limmy or Juke or Juke is actually what we called My brother Luke When he was in the womb Because his name was either Going to be Julia Or Luke Depending if he was a boy or a girl So while, I, while my mom was pregnant We just referred to the baby as Juke Whoa Whoa Oh we I'm not I didn't. I don't think I got us that bad that time. It was a little hard, but not that bad. All right, that's Ozzy again. And that's all I have to say about I got to raise, I got to, okay, this is what I got to do. We're going to test the soundboard. If I drop the rabbit hole music to 75%, And leave the that's all I have to say about it music at 100%, and then turn the soundboard to where I want it. Let's see if these are the same. And that's all I have to say about that. No, this might be loud.
0: I'm not.
1: It's too loud. Okay, we're going to drop the rabbit hole down to 50 so this doesn't happen to us anymore. Let's drop it down to 50, a little live producing. I'm not. That's bearable, right? Okay, and then. And that's all I had to say about that. I fixed it. No more will I blow your brains out when I play the rabbit hole song. Oh, live producing. I forgot forgot to put the picture of the book on the board this morning. I set up this whole sheet yesterday, but I did not put the picture of the book. What an idiot. Now I was going to slide and say it's time to talk about the book but the book's not there, and now I'm telling you about this as a stall tactic as I go to Google and save a picture of the book, and then I bring it into the Wirecast program, and then I put it on the screen, and done stall tactic done. The book today is last mass, and for those who listen regularly and stick around for this section, I have a confession to make. I ditched Rebel Yell. Uh, the Stonewall Jackson book cause it's too thick there's no way I'm gonna be able to read that while this 10 week season's going on and I have no downtime. and it was just a daunting task cause it was like I'm not gonna be able to crush this it was too thick I had too much left I ordered the Jamie Iredell and I'm still not sure if I'm saying your name correctly there Jamie I ordered the Jamie Iredell book the other day while I was live with you guys because I was telling you how interesting his writing is it's different the, format, the formatting of it is always different so I got two books by him this one's called Last Mass and I'm 17 pages deep and it's interesting. There's no chapter breaks, okay? There's no chapter breaks, but they're just really short paragraphs mostly and he's intertwining dude, guy. It's it's very interesting. It's very literary how he writes this. I actually kind of like want to reach out and if I, when I go on vacation after the season, maybe I'll just do some interviews with authors or, or other people, not baseball people, because we do all those baseball interviews and talking baseball, and have some, have some interviews for morning in the can when I go away after the season to take a break. But I'd love to ask him about it because it's so interesting to me. This book, though, is he's talking about—he's intertwining the colonization of California by the Catholic Church and his own personal— Beliefs, disbeliefs, and questions about being raised really, really Catholic. And I was raised Catholic, so I find it interesting. I wasn't raised as Catholic because it seems he was raised. Um, but, yeah, I think you got to be super into, like, literature and non-narrative literature to follow along with this one. But uh, I'll keep you updated a little bit. Keep you updated. I've, I've done, I've talked about, like, three of his other books on this show before. So I like him. He's, I think he's pretty not well-known. I also think this book is my perfect feel and size of a book absolutely love it uh josh don't forget the intro says page 37 line 22 i mean this is going to be completely out of context but we'll get there it might be weird uh page 37 line line 22 okay page 30 line 22 how the fuck 1 2 3 4 5 6 7 8 9 10 11 12 13 14 15 16 17 18 19 20 21 22 All right, we're coming in halfway through a sentence here. Panic, and in this way, I spent a sleepless night. That's page 37, line 22. Panic, and in this way, I spent a sleepless night. I mean, that's half of a sentence. The full sentence is, I sat in my cabin and stared again at my computer while my leg went all jumpy from the panic, and in this way, I spent a sleepless night. He opens up talking about how he's got this paragraph how um, us read it. It's it's very obvious, but some people still don't understand this. Uh, In my town of Castroville, California, Ford station wagons packed with bodies with wheel wells and fenders muddied from artichoke field mud sparked the rear bumper along the asphalt. Pretty good picture you got there. You got station wagons packed so filled with people that the back of it is sparking on the ground, and the wheel wells are filled with mud um, from the artichoke field. You know, so you got a, a a working car filled with workers. Some would say Castroville's getting to be full of Mexicans. California was once Mexico, and before that, Nueva España, and before that, filled with natives with, for the most part, mutually unintelligible languages, and Indians and Spaniards became mestizos. And white people still complain that Mexicans are coming into the West. Ain't America weird? Like that land—it's Mexican land—and the U.S. claimed it when they wanted the gold and all that, and and they they got it, purchased it, won it, all that good stuff. A lot of the land in the West, but like, it is funny that like California's—you know—people still say that shit. It's like well, they were here way before us. Um, It's kind of what that's about Because I think he's realizing I think he's going to realize throughout this book That maybe the Catholic Collins Nation of California Was kind of fucked And how does that leave him? Cool Andrew Odom says So woke People are tiring People are tiring But uh Jeez, that's annoying. Like, caring about people or decency or understanding people's backgrounds and history. It's not like, just to sum it up, be like, oh, you're so woke. Just fucking, where are you at? Uh, I like the top half sentence better, to be honest. Yeah, it's not bad. Not bad. His leg was asleep. No, his leg was asleep with panic. Anyway, 934- I got to get out of here. Jake's doing morning show. If you if you like the sports, Jake's got you covered. Rob in YouTube chat says, I hate how a knowing actual history is mocked as being woke. Yeah, anyone that drops like, oh, you're so woke, is basically saying like, oh, I'm dumb and don't care to learn. <laughs> kind of, in a way. So that's annoying. But anyway, AA Bondi will take us out. We got John Boy and Jake Radio coming up today. Oh, I didn't do the shows. There's a great laugh from the past. It's really quick, like 19 minutes. Go to YouTube and watch that. Really funny story about a bird that saved 200 soldiers in World War One. Talking Giants is rolling out a bunch of player profiles. John Boy and Jake Radio will be live at 10. Sequence is up with Trevor Plouffe, and there's a Talking Baseball voicemail episode. That was a lot of fun. There's a lot going on. Go to the main John Boy Media page now and tune in for Wake and Jake. See you guys later. Goodbye, have a great day, see you later, go the baseball, go the Yankees. Go all of you, I'm rooting for you, I'm pulling for you today, just do whatever you want to do, enjoy it, don't ruin anyone's day, bye.
0: Um